This is what I've been saying, the three L's, listen, learn, and lead. The advisors to do that are the advisors that are going to win. The value of bespoke advice has never been higher. You're listening to Coindesk's On Purpose with OnRamp CEO Tyrone Ross. An infrastructure, money movement, security. A licensed investment advisor and powerful storyteller. Tyrone has a passion for digital assets and their ability to disrupt our current way of life. How do I protect myself? How do I protect my firm? How do I protect my clients? This show is for advisors by advisors. Advise on purpose in the arising realm of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. And now, Tyrone Ross. Welcome back to the latest episode of the On Purpose podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Ross, CEO and co-founder of the mighty On Ramp Invest. Today is a solo mission. I will be walking you through some of the insights, feedback that I've gotten from all the traveling that I've been doing uh, the last couple of weeks, so many different places and faces. So I want to break some things down in light of one, not only building the company that is trying to solve for what I believe will be the next two trillion in market cap to come into the crypto markets, which is wealth managers, but also looking above that and beyond that to your hybrid broker dealers and your banks. There has been a lot going on, news, earnings reports, releases on everything that is happening in the space. And I've had a very unique seat to be able to talk to a lot of folks, whether it's on the Financial Planning Association presentations I've been getting. Shout out to the whole FPA, my FPA family. Being at Dynasty's conference, shout out to my Dynasty family, Cheryl Penny, uh, the CEO of Dynasty, great friend, mentor to myself and many others. And being in Austin for a gathering in a forum of you know, a bunch of bank and RIA and broker-dealer CEOs and executives. Shout to Gavin Spitzner on that one. So there's a lot going on in the space as it pertains to financial advisors and RIAs and independent broker-dealers. And, you know, even on that front, uh, Satera, shout to Satera. I did their Wealth Management University and presented to their advisors as well. I think we all know that broker-dealers are a long ways away from trading, but it's cool to see that they are all starting to look at, all right, how do we engage with education? Uh, Educate before you allocate, if you will. Shout to Caitlin Cook and the whole OnRamp Academy. So let's start here. I want to start with my trip to Austin, which was, I think there was around 30 executives that covered banks that covered RIAs and broker-dealers, and we all convened in Austin to have a conversation about all things markets and capital markets, but myself, Gavin Spitzner, and Jeremy Schwartz uh, from WisdomTree, shout out to WisdomTree, investors in OnRamp, got some big news on the way. There is a palpable feeling of concern when you talk to executives at the largest banks, at the largest RIAs about what is happening in crypto assets. But I also think there is a meaningful patience 
that is required when you are running multi-billion dollar, trillion dollar organizations that you have to have some pause and concern, but also looking at this meaningfully of how it will disintermediate markets and your business. And I want to give one anecdote that I heard from the CEO of a bank. And he said, I opened a Coinbase account and it took me three minutes. You can walk into any of my branches right now and it will take 45 minutes at minimum to open an account. And he said, that's what I'm really focused on right now. And it struck me at that moment. I'm like, well, here we are trying to build for a space that is clearly reluctant to embrace crypto anything. But the one thing that they're so enamored with, if you will, or concerned with, and he wasn't the only one who expressed this, was the account opening process. How light the KYC AML is and how quickly folks can open an account and start to trade their eyeballs out. And I think we all know, again, as an advisor myself in in working through these situations, that even trying to do this in the financial services space, digital account opening that we have, again, shout to my brother, Jason Wank, and my altruist family for pushing the bounds there to make it seamless to open an account, fund an account, and trade an account. Like, I have visions that this should be done in seconds. The technology is there. We absolutely should push to that. But the account opening process is the lowest hanging fruit to begin to make this something that is better experience for customers of banks, clients of advisors, and everyone in the financial services space, to be honest. So when he said that to me, I'm like, man, it's so easy to be so far out. And I tell people all the time, I'm a bad proxy because I've been doing this for almost seven years as an advisor, and you're just so focused on... Axes and Solana and layer twos with, you know, on Ethereum and staking and yield farming and all of these things where you're just like, nope, just digital account opening, <laughs> consolidated reports, robust overnight files, which leads me to the next thing. One of the things that is incredibly fascinating is the consolidated reporting and the data aggregation and the ability to see all this in file formats that traditional financial services are comfortable with. So getting the data to their systems is incredibly important. And there were so many folks that spoke about that as well. Just clean data, not data that is, uh, you know, scraping screens, but real-time data that could be piped into the workflows of the banks, of the RIA, so that they can do what they've always done, which is give advice to their clients. And looking at what was constantly brought up with the account opening and, again, the consolidated reporting and pulling all this information into one place, again, something that traditional financial services has been struggling with forever that, yes, crypto can solve. But when you look at clients, and I experienced this firsthand, that may have a BlockFi account. They may have a Coinbase account. They may have a Celsius account. They may have a Zapper account. They may have MetaMask. They may have a Trust Wallet. They may have a hardware. They have all of these things all over the place. And how do you get a consolidated view just to give advice to a client? Now, just imagine if you are a software provider and you need this to be able to provide information and best interest advice to a client. So this is a very fascinating time now because 
as the ecosystems continue to build away from financial advisors, right? As I think right now, I mean, I could pull up DeFi Pulse, but I still think we're over 110 billion locked in DeFi softwares, code. When you look at Bitcoin and ETH hitting all-time highs, it was happening in the markets. If you look at what is happening with gaming, if you look at what's going on with Olympus DAO and all of these different really cool protocols and networks and things that are being built out, it's all happening away from advisors. And it just exacerbates what traditional financial services always struggled with. 20 to 40% of a client's portfolio is naturally has always been held away from the financial advisor. One of the things that banks have realized and have done is we need to see all of that. We need to see a client's whole financial picture, their whole everything so that you can give advice on that. And obviously, what is the end game? The end game is to get all of those assets under your roof, right? And that is going to be very hard to do for traditional firms when all of this is happening away. Clients want it happening away, which is why I will pause and say the future of wealth management is a non-custodial plus discretion relationship. And I will pause there. Tyrone, what do you mean? I will explain. Having lived this with clients who had millions of crypto away from me, they wanted me to see it, wasn't really too concerned with me buying or selling for them or my advice on their portfolios. And boy, did I see some portfolios. (laughs) But what is going to happen is a client is going to have a portfolio of NFTs. They're going to be staking at Coinbase. They're going to have a BlockFi credit card. They're going to have a MetaMask. And they may have some Bitcoin on Cash App or whatever the case may be. They're going to want the financial advisor's advice on what do I do with all of this? I want you to see it, but I need some advice. So I believe financial planning fees are about to skyrocket. Planning is going to be so, so huge in the future. And an advisor will have discretion, if you will, to help a client determine where's the best place to get yield, to determine the best place to buy or sell. It may not be the advisor doing it, but the client is going to want advice from advisors that are very well versed on the space, that understand the true benefits of ongoing advice and monitoring, and truly what is in the best interest of the client, what is not in the best interest of the firm that the advisor works for, and not what is in the best interest of the advisor. What is in the best interest of the client? And the best interest of the client may not be to bring those assets to you, but to bring the data to you. And you may not custody them and you may not bill on them, but to give advice. And again, I will stop here and say one of the things that I was talking about was, again, that fiduciary responsibility. And this is another thing that have come up in that meeting in Austin was, we are fiduciaries, Tyrone. How are we supposed to give advice on this? What are we supposed to do? And fiduciary goes beyond. There were folks who were fiduciaries that are investment advisors, but true fiduciaries like banks and trust companies that are next level, that full on fiduciaries in terms of safekeeping and record keeping policies and procedures, all is, you know, custody, the whole deal. True fiduciaries, trust and banks. So there's so many issues there of how do we secure it? How do we look at the SOC 1 and SOC 2 responsibilities? The fees, the custody fees was brought up, right? 70 basis points in some cases of custody. They are enamored 
but also concerned about these numbers as they look across the space and how do they move meaningfully without the architecture and the fees being where they are. Now, they also see the opportunity from a financial standpoint. But when you look at those things, account opening, consolidated reporting, being a true fiduciary, how do we value these things? How do we secure them? What are the best custodians to use? And again, which I found fascinating was they brought up custodians, but weren't really well versed on custodians in the space and weren't aware of that there are federally chartered crypto custodians. They had no idea. So there is that knowledge gap that even though they've taken some time to study it, they're still lacking in the education. The last thing coming out of that meeting was if you look at all of the folks that engaged and have conversations, they are not dismissing what blockchain technology means, which again, still here, blockchain, not Bitcoin, right? I had to dismiss that right away. So they understand what it's going to mean for instant settlement, what it's going to mean for sending large amounts of value cheaply, what it means long-term to be a store of value or an inflation hedge. Bitcoin, those things right now, in my opinion, no, but they can see the thesis there of, of it being digital gold, if you will. The digital gold narrative has picked up steam and it seems like it will continue to based on some of the CPI numbers that we've gotten. But also looking at this as does it have a meaningful place in client portfolios? And that didn't come up so much as the prior things, but we left it there. They haven't even gotten to that point yet of does it belong in a client's portfolio? And I think that's where we still have a long way to go. And when they decide to start allocating meaningfully on behalf of their clients who already own it, by the way, that is when you're going to start to see that next leg up where we bust through 100000 in price. And again, I don't make price targets, but I think it only makes sense when you look at the largest asset managers in the world and you look at a $113 trillion space that is the registered investment advisor market and all of the trillions of dollars that banks are responsible for. Right. I think the gold market is 11 trillion. Bitcoin is two. Right. Or a trillion and a half. It's a lot of potential upside here if they start to meaningfully look at this as an allocation and something that has the asymmetric returns that we all talk about for their client portfolios. So that was that. And then you move to a conversation that I've had with Mr. Penny over at Dynasty and talking about just running a wealth tech business and building and scaling to that was very much the infrastructure of prime brokerage and transfer agents and best execution. And you go, okay, now that's the rails. So we go from the data aggregation, the account opening, the ability to access it, if you will, as a fiduciary to just as a company that the infrastructure, the rails, the ability to allocate in size, to rebalance in size, to bill across accounts in multiple ways, the flexibility and nimbleness that crypto provides, that crypto networks provide, making that available to some of the largest wealth management firms in the country. 
Shout to Josh Brown as well and my Ritholtz family, working on something with them as well. Again, same thing, an infrastructure, money movement, security, 2FA, best execution, cold storage, rebalancing, right? Again, pure infrastructure plays when you are talking about the largest RIAs in the country. And then I will button this up with some of the conversations that I've had at all of the FPA meetings that I've been doing. Shout to the Kansas City folks and the Illinois folks and Orange County. So many different talks that I've given. And I talk to advisors, again, my core four, risk tolerance, investor policy statement, financial plan, estate plan, talking to them about simply being conversant and talking to clients about these assets, getting them to understand the practice management part of it, E&O insurance, your form CRS, updating your ADVs, and realizing what's ahead with DeFi and staking and yield farming and lending and all of these different things. And there's been a consistent theme after all of these talks. One is Crypto Assets. Shout out to Chris Berninsky and Jack Tater. Crypto Assets is a book that I always recommend. I think it's the intelligent investor of the crypto asset space. But the lack of education, not necessarily on blockchains, Bitcoin, layer one, layer two, the difference between staking versus yield farming and you know, automated market makers and all that, not that. But the education of how do I begin to engage with a client about this? How do I go to a client and front run it? And or what do I do when a client comes to me and tells me that they own it? So the consistent feedback is being empathetic to what advisors have to go through, a highly regulated market. All of the responsibilities that you have to a client, running a practice and having to market that practice and running a business, but now something that is 24-7, 365, continuing to grow is all of the headlines, there's a whole bunch of carnival barking all over the place. How do I just bring it back to my clients? How do I bring it back to making sure what I'm doing is in the best interest of my client and am I deciphering what is in the best interest of the client, not the best interest of myself, but also am I able to identify something that is not in the best interest of the client? And as I always say, answering the questions that the client doesn't think to ask. So now you're adding value to the client. Hey, Mr. Mrs. Client, have you thought about tax implications? Hey, Mr. And Mrs. Client, have you thought about estate planning? Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client, have you thought about how we need to update your financial plan? Are you tech savvy enough to be able to deal with this? One of the investors at OnRamp and someone that's near and dear to our family hacked this weekend. Their MetaMask was hacked. It's gone. This is all things that advisors are concerned about as they start to navigate the space and play around themselves. Once they see some of this, they get very concerned about having the conversations with clients and working with clients to that. And a piece of feedback that I got recently, right, shout to uh, Jared Tanamoto and the folks at Orange County FPA was this. I got done giving a talk and you would think after having a crypto conversation, advisors would go, and you can do this, you can definitely scare the hell out of them <laughs> and go, oh my God, you just took so many years off of my life talking about all this stuff I know nothing about. But an advisor walked up to me and he looked at me and he said, I'm so overjoyed you've added 10 years to my life because now I feel comfortable having a conversation with clients and bringing this up. 
And now I know the tack to take and where to get information. So I'll end here on this. If you look at a high-level summary of everything that I just spoke about, it is easy when you are building in the space. It is easy when you're drinking the Kool-Aid. It is easy when you're selling your book, if you will, or talking your book, to lose focus of where were you when you first started? What did you not see? How long did it take you? What was the thing that got you to convert? You're one person. Now imagine someone that is responsible for a 20, 50, 100, 500 billion dollar organization that manages trillion in assets. It's going to take a while to get up to speed, but the basics of how do I tie my shoe here, right? How do I do it correctly? How do I protect myself? How do I protect my firm? How do I protect my clients? Long-winded way of saying, I am fully confident that the next trillion to two trillion in market cap in the space is going to come from wealth management. I am also confident that those that are crypto hippies like myself have very little respect for advisor workflows, for financial infrastructure, and the ability to get all of these things to connect. Very hard thing to do. And I also think that there is a lack of awareness and education on how quickly the space is moving, what's already available, and the guidance that have been giving on the traditional side. Which is why I say if on-ramp is nothing else, we are just a DJ that is getting two sides that are used to dancing offbeat to get them to the dance floor and get them to dance to the same song at the same time and to know the chorus. <laughs> right? We all know you dancing and grooving, but man, when the chorus comes, when you hear everybody singing the chorus, that is a really cool thing when everyone in unison is dancing and the chorus comes on to a song and everyone knows it. To the window, to the wall. I'll stop there, but you get my point. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. So wanted to give a quick update on my travels. Shout to everybody that has had me, that have been so welcoming, that have brought me into their cities and given me recommendations for food and everything else has been wonderful. I've learned a lot. I could do three more episodes on this alone, but want to thank everybody for having me and I've learned so much and it made me a much better person, much better CEO and inspired me about the potential of what crypto and protocols and everything that we are focused on and building is going to revolutionize financial services forever. So that is an awesome, awesome thing to be a part of. Lastly, a couple of things, as you know, Crypto for Advisors, the Coindesk newsletter, if you haven't already signed up, they've been putting out some really great information. Shout out to my whole Coindesk family, everybody over there. A lot of good information coming out of Coindesk now and really embracing the space. I hope financial advisors are tuning in. If you haven't already, again, like, subscribe, share the podcast. Got a really good message from some young advisors that are listening to the podcast. We appreciate you. So again, like, share, subscribe with folks as they get up to speed here. And lastly, you know the drill. If you found any value in this whatsoever, we are reaching the holiday season. One, remember, it is no layaway vember. Find some layaway, pay it off for family and kids this holiday season. And of course, nokidhungry.org. Help me, help OnRamp, help Coindesk end child hunger in this country. Love and light to you all. If I don't talk to you until after the holidays, I'm sure I will. But if not, Happy holidays to everyone out there. Enjoy family, friends, health, strength during this time where so many people are still struggling. I will catch you all on the next one. I appreciate you. 
You've been listening to On Purpose with host Tyrone Ross. This show is produced, announced, and edited by Michelle Mousseau, with additional production support from Eleanor Paul. Our new theme song is Walk With Swag. Have any questions or comments? Send us an email at podcasts at coindesk.com or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. 